Hi guys, this is Timmy Nebraska with the, with the Nebraska Hour. And if you or anybody you know has a gambling problem, you can call 1-800-522-4700 or 1-800-GAMBLER. Or if you're in Indiana, you can call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. If you don't have a gambling problem, let's make some money. You are now listening to... Catch your ass... With, with, with Cornelius and McGee. That's your <laughs> No Cornelius, but we've got Jimmy Trifecta from, he's in Atlanta, Georgia. And I am McGee, and I am in Dania, Florida. And um, it is time. It is, it is, it is Preakness week, which is like the second leg, but... You were just here two weeks ago to talk about the Kentucky Derby, right? The first leg of the Triple Crown. And that weekend, was the, it was a wild weekend. It was the Kentucky Derby and the F1 race. And before we talk about the horses, let me just point out that I nailed all three spots on that podium. I said that Max Verstappen guy from Red Bull was going to win and the Ferrari two were going to take the next two spots. I nailed it and I monetized it. So, boom. <laughs> I love I love that you were successful. Bro. <laughs> it sucks. Doubt, yeah, we didn't win on the derby though. No, and here's the thing. If you can't win them all, you got to win some. Right? You know? So I'm just happy that your weekend was plentiful because my <laughs> was shameful. Um nobody had that though. That was an 80 to 1 horse. 80 to 1 horse, bro. No, and and let's set the stage. Look, my wife had to break it down to me. Um Let's tell your podcasters the, the real truth. I was on a plane. I was leaving a celebration for my father's retirement. So I was on a plane. But not only was I on a plane, but the people whom were in front of me were willing to put up the derby as I was sitting behind them. Nice. Because they knew that Jimmy Try had some money on the line. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Um, so, so let's just say that, um, there was a lot of yelling going on as we were, uh, disembarking our flight into Atlanta. Um, I had a great crowd with me, but who knew that this dude was going to be called up the day of, right? McGee, the day of morning, he didn't know he was racing the day of. So who knew? That's the question. I figure, I figured somebody threw a $20 bill at this. Somebody threw a $10 bill at this, right? Somebody threw a little something. You know who that somebody was? You talking about Bob? I'm talking, no. Casey Earl Flynn. (laughs) Our golf extraordinaire, BYA Bushwood's own, Casey Earl Flynn picked the 80 to one horse for a little something and hits. Here's the thing. Anybody who was paying attention to the line that close, as it went about, I wouldn't say two hours, I won't even go an hour, two hours before before post time. One, you weren't drinking. Two, <laughs> you weren't living the derby. Three, way to fucking go. Right. right. I imagine if I was there and I was walking by the window. And I'm there. Like, I'm not going to do this sober and on a phone app or like, you know, but if I'm there and I'm enjoying myself and it's getting time and I'm walking by and I'm like, oh, there is an 80. To, you know what? Here's a dub. Boom. 
sixteen hundred dollars later. <laughs> and that's what I was about to say. Do you know what a dub would have got you? Like come on, bro. A little more than that, actually, because yes. it came in at eighty three or eighty two. Eighty two. So crazy. Who who knew? As as we talked to Golden Girls, who knew? That's why gambling's so much fun, buddy. Well, and I'm loving what's happening. Like, here we go, McGee. Jimmy Try never lies, right? And and, um, and and here's the thing. Baltimore. I'm born and raised in Baltimore. I know I rep the A right now, y'all, and I appreciate everybody who listens who, who's from all different areas. But here we go. This is when Baltimore City comes to life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and I love the fact that I'm here with McGee, able to pick – and the, the, of a sport that I love, right? A sport that I love in a hometown that will always be close to me. I love that. So I can't wait to make these picks with you, McGee. I'm rocking for the Preakness, bro. So there's only nine horses. There's only nine horses. And, and the winner, our 80 to 1 Cinderella story, isn't running. And yeah. I get it. It's two weeks, it's such a quick turnaround. You know, it's a, you can't expect every horse to get right back out there. It sucks not having, not taking the stab at the triple crown. Well, well, Red Strike, I mean, if we think about Red Strike, right, pulled out of the depths, you know, wasn't supposed to race, and then and absolutely crushed the derby. Um, if I'm thinking about, as I told you before, my track and field athletes, right, as I compare some of these horses, um, I'm resting my best. I'm resting my best. So Red Stripe, we will we'll talk about for the Belmont, but Red Stripe is not going to run, and I think that's more than appropriate. Okay. Um, so without him out there, without the two Baffert, not really Baffert horses, the horses that were staying at somebody else's house, so, you know, um, they're not running. Uh, out of the nine that are going out there, that are going up to Baltimore for the party, and it is a party. Out of those nine, um, is there anybody that's like you think is the, do you think this is the kind of race we might see another somebody from behind long shot or is this going to kind of go chalk and be the 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 main guys? Like I mean, if your podcast listeners go back to when you and I first started, you know, this conversation around horse racing, they remember how I liken a lot to the track and field um, experience, which I'm very known for, whether it's coaching, whether it's running. Um, And one of the things I know to be true is that the underdog is always underestimated. I know that it's a cliche, Um, but there's a couple of front runners, Epicenter. Epicenter is going to set the pace, right? Epicenter is who I, I picked, I believe, to be the number one horse in our last race in the Derby. Epicenter is going to come out, set the pace, you know, a tough horse that's going to be able to, you know, kind of put those shoulders out as we talk about as a runner, you know, make their own space within the lane. Um, And and I appreciate that. Um, But you asked very specifically about an underdog, a horse that you and I have bet on and horse that you and I have won money on. I love this. Is happy Jack. He was there. I, 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 I was rooting for him. You know, well, he was. <laughs> talk to me, bro. Because well, here's the thing: Kentucky, the Kentucky Derby was the first time outside of Florida he'd ever run. And that's the thing, right? So perfect. We have limited horse uh, racing experience. 
But we have a powerful horse that can run the distance, that has the speed, that is always in the mix. Dude, McGee, that was me as a runner, bro. <laughs> that was me as a runner. So here we go. Happy Jack's at 30 to 1. I think I'm going to have a little something on Happy Jack this weekend. Oh, come on now. Epicenter, Happy Jack, okay? And I truly believe in Happy Jack. So I hope your listeners are really paying attention. Yeah. Right? And then... I like having a 30 to 1 in the trifecta box with the, with the favorite epicenter. Because that, if it hits, that bumps up the payment real nice. No, most definitely. And here's the thing. You want to make sure you have a competitive race. The, the, the derby race was one of the most competitive I've ever seen. So who's the third horse we need in our little, in our little, in, in the top slots here? Like we got Epicenter, we got Happy Jack. Who else is in the mix? Now, here's the thing. <laughs> A lot of people want to go for the favorites. What I've learned is that we got to start going for the underdog. Yeah, or else we don't make any money. Well, also because it doesn't add any magic to the game. Yeah. Right? It was amazing that an 80-to-1 horse won. You know? It's more amazing when you got a little something on it. Secret oath everybody wants to go for. Okay. Secret oath everybody wants to go for. But you want to know what's funny? In this, it, we're Generation X, you and I, right? We're, we're those X folks. But one thing I love is how these folks in this new crypto age, in this new uh, millennial age, have decided to put their funds into what matters. So let's go skipping a long stocking. Skipping a long stocking. Here we go. So I'm going Happy Jack. Yep. I'm going Epicenter. Yep. And I'm going skipping along jacket. I love it. Jimmy tried, never lies. <laughs> Let's do this, man. This is good. This is going to be, uh, if this works out for us, we get paid off real nice. This is a good one. Here we go. All right. Um, I appreciate you doing this every time, man. This is fun for me. And, uh, like, I, I, you know, other basketball can be a grind. Golf can be a grind. Betting on the occasional horse race is just fun, all right? So I really appreciate you being a part of it for me and helping me out. And this is, uh, is going to be a good weekend. Here's the thing. You appreciate me, but, brother, like, I can't tell you enough. Like, horse racing isn't broadcasted enough out there. So your listeners who are paying attention to not even just these bets, but just our conversation, I appreciate those folks even more so. Yeah. Um, because this is a field that doesn't always get looked after or looked at, um, but it's absolutely phenomenal once you get into the business of it. And I know that you've gotten excited by some of the winnings, but also just by the competition. Yeah, it's fun to watch, man. It really is fun. When you see a horse, like last week, which was started way outside, cuts in as soon as he can, but he's in the back, and then just comes out of nowhere. It's just exciting. It's just it's so much fun to watch horses race. Yeah. Um, all right, I got to go. Speaking of a horse race, I got to go get into traffic because I am on my way to the Miami Heat Boston Celtics playoff game tonight. Um, and so, uh, I once again, thank you very much. And thank you to everybody who's listening. Uh, I hope that you all 
uh, uh, you know, share it with your friends, share it on social media, tell everybody to listen. And um, if you're listening on iTunes or I mean, on Apple podcasts or on Spotify, rate it five stars and leave a review. And uh, if you listen on betyourash.com, that's awesome too. We appreciate it. Thank you all. And we'll talk to you guys next time. That was another episode of Bet Your Ash. We'd like to use the opportunity at the end of the podcast to say thank you to some people. Um, you know, people that we really appreciate and are indispensable. Bansky, Timmy Nebraska, Casey Earl Flynn, Corey Collins, uh, Jimmy Trifecta. But more importantly than all of them, you. Thanks for lending your ear. Because, you know, we'd be yapping. <laughs> Yo, Mo Mackey. What's good? And what do men do? I don't know. Smoke cigars? Watch sports? Ah, uh, yeah. Sometimes we do that, man. Shouts out to Maniac McGee and Cornelius holding down the bet your ash podcast we represent independent artists it's the set the bar review mix show artists submit your music to set the bar 11 at gmail.com you better set the bar we prefer if you raise it